This sermon was recorded at the Church of Christ, Wheeler area, located at 1500 South Allen L. Bean Boulevard in Wheeler, Texas. Our regular meeting times are at 10.30 a.m. and 2.30 p.m. each Sunday. Come join us as we seek to worship God in spirit and in truth. Uh, as times like this happen and we have new leadership that is added to the existing leadership, that comes about with some challenges, some transitions. There are things that we have to be thinking about, not just as a congregation, but as elders. Uh, there are challenges sometimes to adding new members uh, to the leadership team. And one of the things that I think changes is how the congregation interacts with new leadership it feels very clunky. It's, it's sort of like, well, what do I do now? And so what we're going to spend some time on is we're going to talk about shepherds and sheep. And I hope this will be helpful to everyone, including uh, whether you're an elder, you're a deacon, whether you're, you're a member, however you want to look at that, I think this study will be helpful for everybody as we look at a biblical picture of the relationship between shepherds and sheep. And we're going to take our text from Ezekiel chapter 34 this afternoon. Ezekiel 34, verses 1 through 7. Ezekiel writes, And the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Son of man, prophesy against the shepherds of Israel. Prophesy and say unto them, Thus saith the Lord God unto the shepherds. Woe be to the shepherds of Israel that do feed themselves. Should not the shepherds feed the flocks? You eat the fat, and you clothe you with wool. You, clothe them, you kill them that are fed, but you feed not the flock. The diseased have you not strengthened, neither have you healed that which was sick, neither have you bound up that which was broken, neither have you brought again that which was driven away, neither have you sought that which was lost. But with force and with cruelty have you ruled them, and they were scattered because there is no shepherd. And they became meat to all the beasts of the field when they were scattered. My sheep wandered through all the mountains and upon every high hill, yea, my flock was scattered upon all the faces of the earth. And none did search or seek after them. Therefore, ye shepherds, hear the word of the Lord. That's strong, isn't it? You know, if you want to call this anything, it's, we'd call it an indictment. God looked at the shepherds of Israel and he said, What are you doing? You are shepherds, but you're abusing your power. You're taking and you're oppressing and you're filling yourselves up. And you're not taking care of the, of the sheep that are entrusted to you. You know, this tells us something about God's view of shepherds. And as we think about the things that are listed here in Ezekiel 34, he talked to them about feeding the sheep, about strengthening the sheep, about healing those that were sick and binding up those that were wounded he said, you have not sought out those that were lost and not brought back those driven away. Sheeps are supposed to guard against the wolves. Is that different today? You, don't mean, you may look back at this and say, well, that was in Israel. That was under the old covenant. But see, God has always provided leaders for his people. It's a gift from God to provide leaders, equipped, qualified men to, to oversee God's flock. Even back in the days when Moses 
and Aaron and all the children of Israel wandering through the wilderness. What did they do? They set up heads of the families and, they, and those, those people were leaders over the people. Why? Because people need to be led. We need leadership. We need good, godly leadership. But I'll tell you how elders or shepherds will get in this mindset where they neglect these things. And it really comes from more of a secular mindset. And that is, a lot of people believe that the elders are simply a board of directors. That is, these are men that we give power to make decisions for the church. Now, don't misunderstand me. Elders absolutely are given power and authority to make decisions for the congregation that they preside over. But if you get so focused in on this aspect of elders that we're just administrators and you lose shepherding, I believe God would say the same thing to us today that he said to Israel. Woe to you who feed yourselves and do not feed the flock. You know what Ezekiel tells us? What this teaching tells us? Shepherd work is not about a bunch of papers that we're signing and decisions that are being made in a boardroom. It's about relationships with God's people. God didn't give leaders to be rulers who took rulership and lordship over his people, but servant shepherds who love God's people, who would watch God's people and lead God's people, and feed God's people, and protect God's people. The picture we see in the New Testament is this. Elders watch. They watch. Elders lead. Elders also feed. And elders protect. And that's what we're going to focus on for just a few minutes. Reading the entire text in Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 17. This is written not to elders, but to the sheep. And he says, obey them that have the rule over you and submit yourselves. That word submit means to subordinate. We, we, it's, it's a borrowed military term. It's, it's a term of hierarchy. It means to put yourself or place yourself under them. We understand what that means, don't we? Is elder a... Office of authority? Absolutely. God says to the sheep here, subordinate yourself under the leadership and the guidance of the elders. But that's not all he says. He says, here's why. For they watch for your souls. Is your soul important? It's okay to nod yes. (laughs) Is your soul important? What's one soul worth? I tell you, we may not think so, but one soul is more valuable than the whole world. One soul. I dare say every soul is more valuable than the whole world. And that's the job of an elder. To watch over the souls of the people that are in this room. That's a high calling, isn't it? And I want you to notice what he continues to say here. As they that must give account. You know, there are certain offices that we may find within the realm of of, of secular government where there's power but not a whole lot of responsibility. 
Now, it's not designed to be that way, but I want you to see here, elders are given power because they have a responsibility, and the power is for the purpose of fulfilling that responsibility. If they weren't armed with the authority, they couldn't do this job. They couldn't watch for the soul. But here's the other side of it. They must give account. They're responsible for your soul. And listen to what he says. That they may do it with joy and not with grief, for that is unprofitable for them. No, that's not what he said. That is unprofitable for you. He said, if you want to make it easy on yourselves, submit yourself to the elders. Why? Why? Because when they can do their job in watching over your soul and it's a joyous thing, that's profitable for you. And I'll tell you too many times, you know sheep, sheep is such a great analogy. Now Brandon knows a lot more about sheep than I do and they've worked with them. But I think you'd agree with this, sheep are dumb, aren't they? Sheep are dumb. I mean, you, you, why, why do sheep need shepherds? Because they're dumb. Cattle are dumb. Did you know the Hebrew word that's translated stupid in uh, Proverbs chapter 12, 1 means like a cow? There's a reason for that. Animals that are herding animals need guidance. They need shepherding. We need shepherds. We resist authority. We don't want people telling us what to do. But when we have qualified men... Qualify, I mean, who are watching for our souls and they're interacting with us and they know us and they know our weaknesses and they know our temptations and they say, don't do that. And we go, I'll do that if I want to. You know how hard that makes their job? You know how many sleepless nights elders have? They're going to worry I'm going to scare, scare Brandon off here. <laughs> There's sleepless nights. There's nights you just walk and pace the floor and you cry through tears of grief, wondering, what in the world are we going to do? You know what makes the job that way? People make the job that way. Do you honestly think that the elders are going to give you advice that's going to hurt your life, that's going to make you fail in life? They watch for your souls. Subordinate yourself. Allow shepherds to guide you. This is God's design. He said to the elders at Ephesus, Paul writing to the elders of Ephesus, Take heed therefore unto yourselves and to all the flock over which the Holy Ghost hath made you overseers to feed the church of God. You say, yeah, we talked about feeding already. I'm talking about watching. Who did he say to watch? Take heed therefore unto yourselves and over the flock. Who do you tell the elders to watch? Watch each other, watch yourself, and the flock. And why does an elder need to watch himself? I'll tell you why. Because he's accountable. He's responsible. The list of qualifications that we're going to read later are not a qualification list that is meant to be done until we ordain a man and then he can live however he wants. It is a quality of life that an elder must live for his lifetime. And he must watch himself. He must watch himself. Elders, 
need shepherding. Did you know that? You too do, don't you? There's a reason why the Bible has a plurality of elders. I couldn't imagine doing the job of an elder, one person. Be so difficult. But they encourage each other, they comfort each other, they hold each other in check, they hold one another accountable. Take heed to yourselves, he says, and over all the flock, which the Holy Ghost has made you overseers. Now, why did God want them to watch? And I actually heard a man say one time, that's all the job of an elder is, he just watches. He just watches. You know, if a shepherd was sitting out and watching the sheep and that's all he did was watch them, he would not be a very good shepherd. Why do they watch? So they know what's going on. So they know what to do. They know how to help. They know which ones are sick. They know which ones are hurt. They know when the wolves come. Watching implies action. So no, it's not just the job of the elders to be observers, but they have to be observers. And listen, if you're going to be an observer... You've got to be with the people. What can an elder know on Sunday morning about his flock? Very little. You can know a few things, can't you? I can probably know what kind of car you drive. I know what few nice shirts you wear. I know what you like to eat. I may have conversations with you about your hobbies, but am I really going to know you? Why do shepherds know their sheep? Because they're with those sheep. And I'll tell you this, sheep, you need shepherds. Don't wait for the shepherds to come see you. You got a problem, go to your shepherds. Have a relationship with your shepherds. Get to know your shepherds. If you don't know them, get to know them. Elders heal and bind. James chapter 5, verses 13 through 15. Is anyone among you suffering? Let him pray. Is anyone cheerful? Let him sing psalms. Is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith will save the sick and the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. Now, I'm not going to get into all the nuances of this text and try to pin down exactly what all this anointing with oil and all that is. That would take about 20 minutes probably. So we're not going to do that. But here's what I want you to see. When someone's sick, call who? The shepherds. Why? Because shepherds bind up the wounded. They help heal the brokenhearted. They carry on with the work that Jesus did. And I tell you, we got sick sheep. We got sick sheep that are hurting. In every congregation, they're sick sheep. They need healing. They need help. Sometimes they won't ask for help. You know, sheep are very emotional animals too. Very emotional animals. It's really strange. You know, with a cow, a lot of times you can put them in the chute, clamp them down. You do all this stuff to them. It stresses them out. You let them go. Here in a minute, they're, they're fine. Sheep are very emotional animals. You got to be a little bit more careful. Use kid gloves, if you will. I'll tell you, people are the same way. How do you approach somebody that's hurting? With force? With cruelty? See, that's what God was indicting the shepherds in Israel about. You've ruled them with force and with cruelty. The sick? The hungry? The wounded? 
call the elders. You got a problem? Call the elders. Have them counsel you. Have them help guide you. Have them pray with you. It's their job to do that. He said, I don't know my elders. Get to know your elders. Going back to Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 7, he says, Remember those who rule over you who have spoken the word of God to you, whose faith follow considering the outcome of their conduct. Elders are supposed to live a quality of life that the sheep look at and say, I want to live that kind of life. I want to be like that person. He said, we all ought to be like Jesus. That's right. And elders ought to be like Jesus. They ought to be walking like Jesus. That's why there's this big list of qualifications. You look at those qualifications, I'll tell you what you see in those. You see Jesus. You see purity and holiness. You see integrity. They have a faith that people say, I want to follow that person. You know what's sad is a lot of people struggle. They struggle in their spiritual life. You know why? It's because they spend all their time around people that are dragging them down in the mud. And living a life that they shouldn't be trying to live. They want to be friends with people who are not succeeding spiritually in life. Get to know your elders, not just know about them. Follow them around. I know I'm creating more work for you guys, but... You know what? I... I, I, I will speak for these men. I bet they would love it if somebody says, I want to grow spiritually. Would you help me? That's what an elder wants to hear. They don't want you to suffer, to hunger, to be sick. Follow their life. Elders, take heed unto yourselves. I'll tell you why. Because people are following your faith. You know, that's a tremendous amount of responsibility. That means we set a culture. We set a culture. If we're discouraged, you know what's going to happen? The sheep will be discouraged. If we're defeated, they will be defeated. If we're not passionate about the Lord, they will not be passionate about the Lord. If we give ourselves a pass and we act in wrongful ways in the face of other people, they will think that's the appropriate standard. That's the standard because elders set a standard. For their flock. They set a standard. Whose faith follow considering their conduct. Elders feed. They feed. What do sheep need? They need food. So do these sheep. They need food. What kind of food? Everyone in here. I want you to know something. Whatever the most important thing that, that is in your life, if it is not to be more like Jesus Christ and you're not hungering after the word of God, whatever you just thought in your mind was wrong. Because that's the one thing you need in life. You need to grow. You need to eat. So that you'll be strong spiritually. That's what you need. And elders, that's your job. To make sure that your sheep are fat and happy. <laughs> that they eat. And they're nourished and they're able to withstand when temptation comes. And they know the truth and they can defend the truth. Elders feed. They feed. It's the job of the overseer. Elders also protect. 
And I, I love this passage. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 3. Neither as being lords over God's heritage, but being examples to the flock. So we talked about being an example. That's not really what I want to focus on here. I want to focus on the words God's heritage. What is a heritage? So I'm going to use the New King James Version because I think it translates this a little bit more clearly. Nor is being lords over those entrusted to you. You say, well, they took the word God out. Well, the word God wasn't actually in the Greek. So don't be overly concerned that they didn't put the word God there. But the, the idea is here. Whose sheep are they? If an elder says, these are my sheep. No, they're not. They're not your sheep. These are God's sheep. They're God's sheep. And I'll tell you, this is about the best example that I can think of to help us understand what it means those entrusted to you. Anybody in here who's had children, when you have your first child and you take them to the babysitter for the first time, who do you find? You know, you know what I don't see? I don't see young parents picking a boy to watch their young child. You know why? Because boys are clueless. We have one-track minds. You need somebody that will actually watch and take care of your child. So you place them into the hands of somebody who you know will watch them, right? Same thing. This is what God does to an elder. He says, these are my sheep. And I love them so much that I caused my son to go through brutal, agonizing torture to redeem them. That's how much I want them. Here they are. Take care of them. And that's different, isn't it? These aren't your sheep. They're God's sheep. And that is an awesome responsibility. Because you must give account for how you handle those that are God's heritage, those that are entrusted to you. Watch them and watch yourselves. Luke chapter 15, verse 4 through 5. What man of you having a hundred sheep, if he lose one of them, doth not leave the ninety and nine in the wilderness and go after that which is lost until he find it? When he hath found it, he layeth it on his shoulders rejoicing. Jesus here speaking to those that would be very confused because they're thinking, well, Jesus is interacting with sinners and he tries to get them to get out of their mindset and say, what, you don't think the lost are important? I want you to think about this. Let's say you had 10 kids. I don't think anybody here has 10 kids, but let's say you had 10 kids. If one of them went missing tomorrow, would you say, yeah, we're still got nine. It's all good. We're fine. What would you do? You'd go, wouldn't you? Your heart would race. You'd get other people involved. You'd go to the police. You'd say, why aren't you doing your job? Find my child. He's lost. That's what shepherds do. Somebody leaves, we go find them. We talk to them. We plead with them. Do what's right. Repent. Get right with God. We love you. God loves you. We want you back. Shepherds protect, they look out for their flock. I'll tell you why, because if they leave, the world will eat them up. They will eat them up. The wolves will get them. You know what's interesting is one of the shepherds that we see in Scripture is David. 
And David was a young shepherd. And Brother Justin talked about that, uh, David this morning and, and the interaction he had there with Saul and, and Goliath and everything that was going on there. And you think about David's, in, in his logic, he's thinking, look, I'm, I'm, you don't need to be worried. I will go and I will kill this man. I will kill this giant. Because I've already been there. Because a lion came and he took a sheep. A bear came, he took a sheep. You know what I did? I went and I grabbed him by the beard and I killed him. You ever fought a lion with your bare hands? You haven't, have you? You know how I know? Because you're in here and you're alive. <laughs> That's dangerous. I'll tell you, a lot of people don't have the stomach for it. They do not have the stomach for what an elder has to do, for what a shepherd has to do when a, when a wolf comes, when a bear comes, when the lion, when the threat comes. They go... Well, they got themselves into that situation. They can get themselves out of it. That's not what the shepherd does, though. The shepherd grabs his crook or his sling or his knife or whatever, and he goes after the bear. You're going to find yourself in situations that's dangerous, that's risky. And you know what's incredible here is David has both courage and love, but at the end of the day, here's what he said. I can do this because it's what God told me to do, and God will be with me. God will be with me. What if you lose your life, David? God is with me. God's will be done. But I've got a flock to protect. Now here's the thing. Paul writes this letter to Ephesus. And he says to them, I've ceased not to warn you night and day with tears. There will be wolves rise up. For among you, not sparing the flock. Even of your own selves, he says. Shepherds don't just stand outside the fence and drive away the wolves. They got to be in the fence with the sheep. And I'll tell you why. Because some of the sheep aren't sheep. They're wolves. That's hard for us to think about, isn't it? That there might be a wolf amidst the sheep. That's why we have to be with the sheep. We have to know the sheep. We have to know all the sheep. Because I tell you, a lot of times wolves sneak in and they're undetected and then it's too late. You've got to watch. You've got to protect. And as Jesus looked out at the multitudes, he was moved with compassion. Why? Because they fainted and they were scattered abroad. You know what that means? There was nobody to take care of them, nobody to feed them, no, nobody to make sure that they were going the right way, that they were guided along the right path. He looked out and he saw a bunch of confused people who didn't know which way was up and which way was down, and they were so weak that they fainted. They were sheep with no shepherd. You know what's worse than having no shepherds? Having the kind of shepherds that we read about in Ezekiel 34. And I thank God that those are not these men that are here today. This is not an indictment. It's just a reminder. This is shepherding. This is shepherding and sheep. It's a gift from God to his saints. 
To have good men who love the flock to watch over that flock and care for that flock and feed that flock and protect that flock. What a gift that God has given us. And I find it a tremendous blessing to know you and to know these men who have shepherded this flock. And I hope that you're grateful to God for the gift that he's given. Thank you for listening to today's sermon podcast. If you have questions about what you have heard or would like to know more information, please contact us by emailing cfcwheelerarea at gmail.com or look us up on Facebook or Instagram and send us a message there.